Hello and welcome back to SEMA's podcast, Y'all Ready for This, where we talk about all things emergency management and emergency preparedness to make sure that you're ready for any type of natural or man-made disaster that could happen right here in Chatham County. Today I'm joined by uh, the Chatham Emergency Management Agency's training coordinator, Mr. Taylor Sanchez, and by Hollis Rich with, the, with Georgia Power. Thank you both so much for joining me today. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. All right, so with Georgia Power as our guest expert, there's only a guess of what we could be talking about today. We're going to be talking about power outages and utility outages and learning more about what Georgia Power does during an emergency event, such as severe weather, tornadoes, just like what we've been talking about the last several podcasts in this Severe Weather Awareness Month. So I'm going to have Taylor go ahead and kick us off with our first question. So for those of you who don't know, um, my first question is, uh, can you just tell us a little bit what specifically you do uh, with Georgia Power? Yeah, absolutely. So again, my name is Hollis Rich. I'm the uh, operations manager uh, for Georgia Power Company here in Savannah. So uh, my team and I, we have responsibility for the, really the construction, maintenance and operation of our distribution lines and facilities. So that's all the poles and wires and transformers that you guys see on your, the, the roads to your houses and that sort of thing. Um, but uh, ultimately, and, and ultimately the reason why we're here today is, you know, we're responsible for keeping your lights on. So when, uh, when outage calls come in, it's my team and, and our team that's responding to that and, and ultimately trying to restore your service. So. Awesome. So it sounds like you have a really big responsibility, maybe not even with a very large team, but to keep all of the power on in the Chatham County area. That is, that's a heck of a responsibility, Hollis. That's right. So we serve, um, we serve all of, out of our headquarters, my, our area of responsibility, we, we serve Savannah, we serve Tybee Island, we, Richmond Hill, uh, Pooler, uh, so really the greater um, uh, Savannah area there. Mm. Wow, that, very cool. Very excited about having you on the show today. All right, so as I kind of alluded to earlier, February is Severe Weather Awareness Month, and we are learning about all the types of things that happen when it comes to severe weather. So I'm interested in knowing, Hollis, what does Georgia Power do in preparation for severe weather that could be coming into our area? That could be severe thunderstorms, God forbid a tornado. What, what would you guys be doing to prepare for that? Yeah, absolutely. So it's a it's a never ending job for us. We're all we're all the time preparing, you know, look, looking at our response plans, critiquing our responses after we have events, just trying to figure out ways that uh, we can get better at what we do. Right. Um, so, you know, ultimately, our job is customer service. And that means, you know, keeping lights on for you guys and offering reliable service and and so we, again, we, we put a lot of effort um, into that and that, that's really a year round, a year round job. So, um, you know, we're a 24 seven company. And so we're constantly watching the weather. We're watching what's going on, um, uh, you know, not just locally, but statewide and, and uh, really just across the Southeast. So, you know, in most weather situations, we know when it's coming because uh, we're watching it, we're paying attention. 
Uh, so we're making staffing decisions. We're, we're pre-planning, um, you know, obviously if there's a, a, a threat of severe weather, uh, you know, we're, we're going through a prep checklist to make sure that we've got all the things that we need to be able to respond uh, to, to any kind of any size and magnitude outage uh, event that may occur in the area. Oh, nice. Okay. So kind of taking that, that question a little step further, let's say we do have a severe storm that impacts uh, Chatham County here. Um, and your teams respond uh, specifically like out in the field, like what are they doing on the, on the tactical level um, or out in the field? Like what, what are your teams actually doing to help yeah. restore power? Yeah, great question. So uh, we, we get that a lot, right? So, uh, you know, people people's lights will be out and they don't see anybody and they want to yeah. know, why, you know where, where's Jordan Power? What's Jordan Power doing? So, you know, first and foremost, it's about safety, right? So we're not going to respond to an event or to an outage event of whatever scale or magnitude until it's safe to do so. So uh, the weather's got to be out of the area. It's got to be safe for our guys to, to get out of work. So that that's priority, always priority number one safety of our folks and the safety of the general public as well. Um, and, and then it's just a, uh, it's, it's an analysis from there, right? So we're looking at the, the size of the outage event, the impacted areas. Um, we start prioritizing those impacted areas. So we're looking at things like critical customers. Do we have any hospitals that are impacted? Do we have any 911 centers that are impacted? Do we have, um, you know, critical care facilities, I mean, you, you name it. So, you know, those those type customers always take priority as well they should. Um, and then from there, it's a prioritization based off, you know, type of damage, where the damage out, the next largest number of customers that are impacted. And then we're, we are making, to your point, Taylor, we're making tactical decisions at that point about, okay, yeah. How do I deploy my resources based off, you know, I know I've got this damage in this area. I know I've got damage over here. Uh, we're kind of going down a, uh, you know, decision making matrix at that point about how to um, respond. Okay. Well, and Hollis, that brings up another point. So we're talking again, severe weather. Taylor's thinking more just any type of severe, of severe weather. What about a tornado? Let's say a tornado hits down in Chatham County what are you guys going to do? I know you're going to wait until it's safe to go out, but where do you even start assessing a uh, tornado damage in, in our community? Yeah. So, so our response varies depending on the type of weather event, right? So we, we, we do this all day, every day across the state. So, so we're, we're very well versed on you know, the type of responses that are needed for different type weather scenario scenarios. So, the response for a you know severe thunderstorms is going to look a lot different than you know what a what a really bad tornado is going to be. A severe thunderstorm is usually more widespread. Um, you know you're not going to you'll have some down trees, some broke poles, and that sort of stuff. It'll be spread over a, a large area, uh, but in a in, in a tornado event, it's very concentrated, and usually the damage is extremely severe in that you know, small area and it's yeah. you know, up to and including total devastation where, you know, there's not, their buildings aren't left standing, their poles aren't left, trees aren't left. Mm. Um, so, so you're right. The, you know, there, there's a, there's a greater challenge there in that kind of response than it is in some of the, the things that we see other, other events that we see. Um, but having said that, um, you know, the, the typical, 
uh, challenges that are associated with, with tornadoes revolve around access because usually there's so much so many trees down we we usually can't get into an area because of that um, so it takes time to get in there and assess yeah. and evaluate the damage um, and then usually uh, in a tornado event a lot of times it's, it's a total rebuild for us where we just almost have to start from scratch and say okay we can't you know, we, we can't fix this as is, you know, we've got to put new poles, we got to put new wire, we've got to put new transformers. And it becomes very timely um, at, at that point. And the, the resource requirement and allocation becomes much greater too. You, you have to have a lot of folks working in a small area and it's not just our, it's not just our um, company crews, linemen responders, it's, you know, tree contractors it's you know um city folks cleaning up roads and, and doing that sort of sort of thing so you have a lot of people in a in a very small area trying to work and it just complicates the restoration area restoration effort which ultimately um you know usually leads to a to a longer restoration time so hmm. yeah it sounds like it can be a, a definitely a, a difficult uh response depending on the severity of uh of that threat or hazard uh, my next question is, um, I'm pretty sure you get calls from a lot of different customers, uh, you know, private entities, public entities. Um, what type of advice would you give those customers to better assist your teams on the ground uh, so that you can just quickly do your job? Yeah, absolutely. So we've got several different methods, um, uh, really channels that, that uh, you know, customers should use to, to contact us. Uh, one is our georgiapower.com website. That is by far the easiest and best way to communicate uh, with us during an outage event. Uh, go in, log into the website, report the outage. We have a record of it. We know about it. And then at that point, it just falls into that prioritization list that we talked about earlier, right? So once you report it, you know, we have a per permanent record of, you know, your residence, your area being out at that point. Um, uh, the other, another mechanism too is uh, we also have the uh, outage hotline number. So if customers aren't uh, familiar with putting um, the information in the website, um, there's also a 188 number that they can call and report the outage as well. So again, all that's real time within just a matter of a few minutes uh, between the time a customer reports that outage. You know, our folks that are back, you know, really doing the dispatching and doing the uh, some of the more technical pieces of the, the, the tactical pieces of the storm response um, know that that outage has been reported and we we uh, we can respond accordingly after that. Okay well Hollis kind of a follow-up to that we see a lot of people especially when we have a tornado or any type of severe weather they are just begging to get out into the community and walk around is, is that kind of a hindrance to operations, you know, for Georgia Power to be able to get in and assess and, and really make those repairs? Yeah, it, it absolutely can be, especially in the, you know, the, the hurricane type events like Matthew, some of the really big ones, uh, tornadoes and whatnot, you know, it, it very much can impact our ability to respond when we're having to uh, compete with um, you know, the general public for access to areas and access to lines and, and that sort of thing. So, you know, our, our uh, message is always heed local 
the, the local your local authorities um, you know follow their directives follow their orders because it very much impacts our ability to, to be able to respond yeah I, uh, I can... go ahead Taylor yeah, that, that's really good advice because uh, I know sometimes you know me myself like I can be a little curious and get out there and just kind of you know yeah. look around what's going on um, <laughs> but that can be a, a a danger to myself so I should kind of stay indoors during that time uh, the last question that we have for you here, the kind of the capstone question is, uh, if there was this kind of one takeaway or one thing that you would like all Georgia Power residents uh, to know, uh, what, would, what would that be, the key takeaway? Yeah, so, so we've already hit on a couple of them that, that uh, I was going to mention today. Uh, but one, the best, easiest, uh, our preferred way of, of, of our customers contacting us during an outage event is through our website or through that outage hotline number that, that I mentioned. Uh, there's a plethora of resources out there available to, to the general public, georgiapower.com. We have outage maps and um, uh, that sort of thing that are available that, you know, during a thunderstorm event or, or any other large type event that they can go and access information. You know, it takes us a couple of hours during response to get mm -hmm. good, accurate information in there because it takes, it, it just takes time to, to, to uh, evaluate things. Um, but there's a repository there that is continuously updated that, that customers can refer to uh, for insight into outages and restoration times and that sort of thing. Uh, the other thing I'll share with you too is for, uh, you know, for the elderly and for the medically fragile community that, that's out there, um, you know, folks that are caretakers and that sort of thing need to have plans to take care of, of, of those individuals. Uh, unfortunately, Georgia Power can't guarantee service um, to those customers. And so when outages happen, uh, yes, every customer is a priority, but there's also a, a, you know, a response hierarchy and it takes time. It may take time to be able to get those customers lights back on. Uh, so you need to have a plan. You need to be able to, uh, uh, you know, have an alternative means of, you know, providing for whatever those, those individuals needs might be. And then uh, Taylor, we hit on it just a second ago. The last thing I was going to mention that, that's you know important to us is just you know in the large events, heed the warnings, heed the advice of your local officials. Um, you know, follow the evacuation orders, follow the reentry orders, um, because it you know again it very much impacts our ability to do our job. And you know we want nothing more than for every every customer every day to have their lights on. I promise you <laughs> that is that is our goal every day and uh, you know when we have these outage events we're working hard round the clock trying to get your lights back on and uh, you know we, we want to get them get them restored as, as soon as we can and and there's just a lot of things that can impact that and, and certainly um, uh, you know folks not following orders and not listening to uh, the advice of uh, their local governments uh, can certainly be impactful to us so Wow, that is a beautiful way to, to end this podcast and kind of just talk about these critical customers, making sure that people have a plan, make sure they understand what they need to do in case of a power outage, because they're inevitable. I mean, we live in a world where we are very reliant on power, but more than likely, several times throughout the year, we're going to experience some type of power outage. So make sure that you have a plan, make sure you know how to communicate that plan to your family members and know how to stay in contact with, you know, Georgia Power, let them know that power is out, but also your friends and family to make sure that they know you're okay. So, absolutely, fantastic. absolutely. 
Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you both so much for joining me today to talk about power outages and get a little bit more information about Georgia Power and all the amazing work that they do. I have known about Georgia Power since I moved to Georgia over five years ago. And, you know, now I'm, I'm excited that I had a chance to chat with you and learn just a little bit more about the incredible services that you guys provide. So thank you again so much for joining me today. Yes, ma'am. All right. And to Thanks, our Chelsea. listeners, what, what was that? Thanks, Chelsea. Oh, you're welcome. All right. And to our listeners, um, make sure that you're tuning in next week. We are going to hear from Chatham County Animal Services, Dr. Harper, and talk about pet preparedness within our community. Yes, your furry family members also need to have a preparedness plan. And we'll talk about what that looks like. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you.